Thank you for joining us in person, everyone that's here, and thank you for our online listening audience. We want to welcome you today, and thank you for joining us. Um, Pastor Jacques is taking the week off. Um, it's been a very busy Christmas season for him, and so he gave me a call last night around midnight and let me know that him and Tina had some gifts to exchange at Costco and Trader Joe's, so he asked me if I could take the pulpit for him today, and so here I am. The story gets a little better. He, he texts me in between services around uh, 9.30. The first service lasted 20 minutes, and he said, Brother Dave, you know, is there something that you can do to make the service last a little longer? And so if you have your Bibles, okay, we're going to start in the book of Revelation, and we're going to just go to Matthew, all right? So in the beginning, so, um, but the truth of the matter is uh, that Pastor Jacques and Tina have had a very busy Christmas season. They're both a little under the weather, and uh, they send their love. They're resting at home. They're doing well. And uh, I also want to thank Pastor Jacques for trusting me to be able to bring the message today. So as we can all figure out, that this is the last Sunday of 2020. And I'm sure a lot of us are saying amen and uh, glad to see that go. And I just thought um, in my own mind as I was thinking about it with Linda, my wife, I said, you know, there, there, there's more that God has done this year than we really can wrap our minds around. And uh, the saying of hindsight is 2020 you know, uh, comes to my mind. And I think that as we go on into 2021, we're going to sing the things besides the obvious things like idols being removed from our lives and us having uh, more time on our hands to spend with the Lord um, that will be more evident. So um, what I want to do is uh, tell you that the message today is 2021, God's voice in your life. And so before we get into the word, um, we're going to pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for this opportunity uh, to serve you, to love you, to know you, to worship you. And I pray, God, that uh, around the world, who's ever hearing this message, that hearts would be open and uh, minds would be open, Lord, to receive it. And I ask you, Lord, to put your anointing on it in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 119 says... For your word has given me life. And in another uh, version, it says, This is my comfort in my affliction, referring to the word, that your word has revived me. So I believe we should make 2021 the year where we prioritize God's word. How? Number one, by giving ourselves as students to scriptures. Obviously, we know what that means, okay? We just get into the scriptures, find out exactly who the author was, what the author meant when he wrote it, and uh, dissect it so that we won't have to turn a blind eye to scriptures. Number two, committing to eradicating scriptural literacy in our lives. How many times has that been the case in your life as well as mine? Confidently declaring the truth of scriptures to all. Isn't that a wonderful thing that when you're confident about a scripture, how you can 
quoted Bible verse and, uh, and book and know confidently that that's exactly what the Word of God says. And embracing the power of scriptures in our own lives. I cannot tell you how many times I've manipulated a scripture to explain an event in my life rather than understanding the event through the truth of scripture, right? So uh, that's, that's something that's really big in my life. So someone might say, come to me and say, Dave, aren't you making too big of a deal out of the Bible? Well, let's see God's priority on this issue. Psalm 138 says, For you have magnified your word above all your name. So let me begin with six spiritual facts that make scriptures indispensable to a victorious 2021. Number one, God's word is light. Psalm 119.105 says, The word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Light helps you identify where you are and helps you find where you need to go. Light illuminates truth and points out dangerous error. Light expels darkness. In John 8.12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. So here we can see that the word is paralleling, the scriptures are paralleling with Jesus. Jesus is the word. Number two, God's word is bread. In Matthew 4, 1 through 4, it says this, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones become bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Well, here we see in John 6.35 that Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. The one who comes to me will not be hungry, and the one who believes in me will not be thirsty. There again, we can see the bread of life. Jesus is paralleled with the scriptures. Bread satisfies the hungry. Bread nourishes the famished. Manna from heaven in the desert nourished the Israelites, and it was necessary to keep them alive. Jesus is our manna from heaven and our bread of life. Number three, God's word is a sword. In Hebrews 4, verse 12, it says this, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. A sword, here we see a sword is used to fight with. A sword is what you defend yourself with. A sword is what you attack with. 
A sword is what you use to obtain the victory in battle. So really, um, the word of God is the sword, and the sword defends us. The word of God defends us, and it helps us decipher, dividing, okay, right from wrong, deciding, dividing uh, false scriptures from true scriptures. So, um, and, you know, also eliminates in our lives so we can uh, discern false teachings from true teachings. All right, number four. God's word is a mirror. In James 1, 22 through 25, it says this, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not just hearers. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he is immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. So here we see, to explain it a little bit differently, the Lord's brother James said the word of God is like a mirror. When we read the Bible, it exposes what is really in our hearts. Our sins, our shortcomings, the areas of life that we need to repent of. It's not always a pretty picture. Most of us don't want to confront our hypocrisy, our compromises, and our complacency. But when we do, God is able to do his merciful, loving work of transformation in our hearts. So again, a mirror is used for its reflection. And when we read the Bible, our true selves are reflected. Okay, that's what we should be getting. We should see that in the word. So when we, read, when we read the Bible, we see who we are. Number five, the water of God's word washes us. We, here we see the concept of washing throughout the scriptures. Jesus washed the disciples' feet as an act of servanthood. Pontius Pilate washed his hands for conscience' sake. The Old Testament priests washed before entering the holy place, symbolic of holiness. And Mary washed Jesus' feet, overcome by gratitude. A believer is washed by the word of God as they study it. And as the believer studies, God's word washes and renews their mind. And there we see in... Uh, uh, Romans 12, 2, which clearly says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Number six, God's word became human. Here in John 1, 14, it says this, the word became a human and lived amongst us. Jesus is the word made flesh. Jesus is the scriptures personified. It's impossible to divorce the person of Christ from the written word of God. In Revelations 19, verse 13, it says he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God. So let's summarize where we've gotten so far. 
if you want to expel darkness in your life, if you want to be nourished with fresh manna from heaven, if you want to be able to combat false doctrines in our life with the sword of the word, remain humble and teachable by seeing the word as a mirror, by renewing your mind by the washing of God's word. Understand that the word is God's voice in our life. The scriptures will need to become a priority in our lives. Okay, are you all with me on this? Amen. All right, good. So now the question is, how is the truth applicable? How is this truth applicable going forward into 2021? Since the scriptures and Jesus are one and the same, I've mentioned that several times how they're parallel. They are exactly the same. We can conclude that to submit to one is to submit to the other. To reject the one is to reject the other. So it's kind of, you, you know where I'm going here. If somebody says, no, I don't believe in the word. Well, guess what? You don't believe in Jesus, okay? If you don't submit to, um, you know, Christ, you're not submitting, you know, so. So they're one and the same. To be ashamed of one is to be ashamed of the other. To know the scriptures is to know him. And to follow the scriptures is to follow Christ. Paul prays in Galatians 4.19 that Christ be formed in us. But when is Christ formed in us? When the scriptures are formed in us. Because he is the word in human form. So the number one question most will be asking is, how do I read my Bible? Do I read the Bible to find out how important I am? Or do I study the scriptures to discover God's glory? If I didn't end up more humble and God didn't end up more glorified and magnified, then I read the Bible incorrectly. The outcome of a scripture was not to establish humanism. It was designed by God to glorify God. Number two, do I read the Bible to find out what I can have? Or do I read the Bible to find out what God wants from me? When I read the Bible, do I see myself as a servant of God? Or do I primarily see God serving me? And finally, number three, do I read the Bible out of guilt or do I read and study the Bible out of a desire to know him more? Hmm. My last and final question becomes, how can I practically make the scriptures the priority in 2021? So thinking about this, I know for sure that um, we can just put our foot down and once and for all say, I'm going to set aside time every day and just get into the scriptures because I can feel the tug from the Holy Spirit. I can feel that God wants me uh, to do, do this, and that's all a good thing. If you can feel that tug and you get into the scriptures and you can make that commitment, that's one way. Another way here at Christ Nation, of course, is uh, our midweek Bible 
uh, uh, um, college course. And um, that's offered by Pastor Jacques from 7 to 8 o'clock. Um, we did it all last year. We had several graduates of the class. And um, really, it's, it goes all the way from the time of Jesus, the apostles, the apostles' disciples, um, talks about Polycorp, the martyrs of the early church. You learn about all church history and all the way through the reformation of the church, all the way up to modern-day church. Um, I, would, I would strongly suggest that that's, that's a, um, that's, that would be a good option. And um, if you have any questions about that, um, you can certainly visit our church website or um, talk to some of the leaders of the church. So after saying all that, I've reached the end of my message. And I hope that uh, you all, okay, got something out of the word. I hope it was challenging. Okay, I want to thank you again for being here today. Um, so.